0: Start your engines and buckle up. It's the Light Sight. Let's Go F1 Show. It's Wednesday and welcome to the Light Sight. Let's Go F1 Show on Jack's radio. And with me today I have Rich and Adam as usual. And you just heard Without Me by Eminem. And... In that song, Eminem says, guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? And boys, can you tell me who's back? Well, I was Uh, gone, but now I'm back. That's exactly it.
1: It's all to do with Adam, isn't it, really? Or is it possibly Mr Lewis Hamilton, who's reappeared on social media this past week?
0: It is Sir Lewis Hamilton, who just tweeted out a picture of himself And it just simply said, I've been gone, now I'm back. And F1 Twitter utterly imploded at that point. Did it really? It really did. Instagram, uh, Twitter, it was just absolutely imploded. It just shows what a massive reach that man's got, really. You know, he's done nothing. Um, And I'm sure it was the words that probably made perhaps uh mr helmet marco and max Verstappen's heart sink a little bit perhaps 100%,
2: 100% and and also the the mercedes sent out a tweet as well that said still he rises yes that's yeah. right yes i saw oh, that
1: oh well. well, I like that they'd kill for some marketing exposure like that wouldn't they, <laughs> they, wouldn't they?
2: Do, i know right
1: they'd absolutely <clears throat> love that what could he have what could he have done to their fizzy rubbish drink over the last exactly. 8 years what do you exactly. want
0: I mean, it was quite amazing, really, because I mean, you know, we've talked about it for weeks and weeks and weeks, and you know, I, I, over the off season, haven't really had the the excitement there. But it's good to it's good to see him back, you know. Once F one have this, the results of this meeting, if they actually do something about it, you know, we we just discussed before, it's it's going to be nothing like handing the championship over or anything like that. It's just as long as they can put things in place to stop something like that happening. That's all you can really wish for and sort of move on from it i think
2: and yeah and and, and not to take the conversation sideways because i know you know Dan's always the man with a plan for these shows and he's got his schedule but how much of this kind of silence do you think was something that he needed and how much of it was some some of the often discussed mind games that Hamilton just loves to play do we think that he really needed that break or was he just messing with them for the whole time and knowing that he was going to get this reaction My-
0: my view was, mm-hmm. I think, initially he needed it, and then when he saw how things were probably playing out in social media and the just complete sort of life it was taking on itself, I think
2: then it carried on. That's that's exactly where my that's that's why that's why I asked because I think that that's exactly where my head is. Yeah, I think I, that he I, realized.
1: I was going to say ahead. bit of both. Exactly, exactly what I was going to say. Bit of both. It's like initially. He just needed to go away, and then it's like, Oh, it would appear not doing anything is causing quite a furor So, oh, that's uh, that's right, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I, and then you know, you grab hold of that, and it's been what, how long has he been silent for? Like nearly, you know, months, eight, 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 eight weeks, eight weeks
0: eight to months. the day, I think, months, I think it was. Yeah. when he
1: tweeted oh, eight weeks to the day, nice, yes,
0: I think so, yes, I believe so. So, that was, yeah, it was, um. Yeah, it was good. And and the way that he tweeted that, you know, just that's those simple words as well, I thought I thought was very uh striking in pretty much mind games, I think. Because uh yeah. No, it was it was I'm sure their their hearts sank over at Red
1: Bull. I think this will be is. I think for this season I don't think he's gonna give a great deal in the um uh the sort of uh, uh, the um advertising bit of F1. No, I don't I, I don't, don't think he's going to play ball this year In terms of interviews and all the extra stuff No, he's, he's going to be, be his own person buried, buried, very I
0: think we're going to see a different racer As well And we'll come on to it when we talk about the Verstappen the, um, Verstappen
1: pass. Yeah, the, the, uh, and Verstappen
0: floppen, and Sloppen <laughs> uh, and Uh Because I think it's going to change The way everyone races Against him, but I think it's going to change Certainly the way that Lewis races Against him Um yeah, definitely. But we can get onto that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so a little bit bits of news and stuff that I've picked up along the way this week. So MotoGP. So they had a little dig at what happened in Abu Dhabi. Did anybody hear this statement from MotoGP? No, I did not. I did not. It was quite good, and again, just shows that everyone knows what happened and everyone knows it wasn't right. So MotoGP, the rights holder. Um, so Dorna's CEO said MotoGP would never go down the F1 route to spice up the last race of the championship. He then said, I would not like to have MotoGP finish like the race in F1. It was good to have two drivers fighting for the title, but the way it finished was not good. I thought that was quite strongly worded. It was a good little dig, you know, motorbikes, cars, there's always a bit of thing between them. But um, I think it's fair what he said.
1: I think it's um yeah I'd I'd say that was fairly fairly to the point as well. Yeah. You know it it's pretty, shows, it it? pretty it was a pretty clear statement wasn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. It, exactly. It it, sh- it it
0: shows people know. It shows people know. Okay, so we've got the Caravilles coming in thick and fast now so as of recording we've only had Haas um so when the shows go out I think we've just have had Red Bull but we can talk about that next week. Um but yeah, so we had the Haas uh, I mean, the livery was pretty much the same as last year. I don't think it was ever going to change on the Haas, really, was it, with the Russian backers and they they like
1: They've got better things to spend the money on than different yeah. configurations of red, white and blue on the car.
0: Yeah, they have. And they build it as a, mainly a livery uh, reveal rather than a car reveal. And to be honest, most car reveals are just that anyway, so you can't take much of what the cars look. But actually, there were some right. differences in the Haas car from yeah. the original FIA model. Uh, so a couple of things that sort of look different was the front wing. Uh, apparently, is going to be the whether the key battlegrounds for all the teams are in trying to gain, gain lap time. That's where their the development race is going to is going to be on, etc. Because um, they got they
1: got less to muck around with, haven't you, on the front wing now? Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Yeah. So, so so there's less uh, surface area than before. Um, on the uh, halves, it did look like there was. greater camber on the plates going down towards the end plates it was quite sort of stuck up more um but that looked quite interesting you had smaller side pods than what was on the fia model and quite Mm. in, in fact quite a lot smaller in fact and you could see the new venturi tunnel inlets have you two ever heard of a venturi a venturi tunnel
1: yes of course I have. Because we're talking to two saddos here. Of course we know what a Venturi Good, Tunnel because.
0: is. And this is do you, something...
1: Ven... do you know what a Venturi Atlantique is, though? No. Oh, it's a very nice French supercar. There you go. Ah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, but Venturi... But yeah Venturi,
0: Venturi Tunnels, we'll probably do a piece on it as well at some point. But that's something you're going to hear more of um, this year with the ground effects in the cars and things like that. So that's how they're going to be getting the uh, the air, you know, travelling through underneath the car. And creating more downforce, which is going to be interesting. And Gunter Steiner said he expects the Haas drivers to be fighting for points this year.
1: That's good. That would be really. That would be really. Would show that they, you know, that because let's be honest, he did. He did say we are not interested in the 2021 season at all, and it is all about
2: 22 for us. So they better better. Yeah, they
1: better turn up with a car that's at least mid-grid.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I, I think. I think Gunter Gunther Steiner's got at max. Sorry. At best twelve months left in this sport if he doesn't deliver yeah possibly i I would
1: agree, I think the most important thing about the car reveals though apparently is there a there's a there's a vote isn't there there's a poll to get McLaren to use the golf livery yes yeah, so the
0: I, I I have said that they are going to use it again this year, but it won't be the it won't be all through the season but that, that, that's they shame, just but, yeah, need
1: that to have that lovely. livery full stop it's blooming lovely yes
2: yeah, it, it is
0: nice. It is nice.
1: Okay, I did, I did, like, I
2: did like the uh, I did like the low profile tires on that uh, that reveal too. That's yeah, the
0: tires good. do look good. I'm not sure about the the wheel covers, but um, sure, yeah, the, that's fair. Yeah, the, the low profile tires do look pretty good. Yeah, yeah they do look nice. Um, okay, so let's get to a song, and then we will get into what's called or what I'm going to call the Verstappen Block Pass so rich we're going to come to one of yours
1: okay so my last track i played was freak magnet by l7 and i think i said at the time that l7 Formed the Rock for Choice benefit uh, string of gigs, which ran from about 1991 to 2001, I think, about 10 years, Um, and that was a a benefit for uh, for women's choice. In uh, it was sort of an anti, uh, you know, it was a women's choice thing in in America. Um, But one of the first bands that they had on the list that stayed with them, I think, for the majority of the time, was Rage Against the Machine. So this is Rage Against the Machine tune, and this is called Wake Up.
0: And that was Rage Against the Machine with Wake Up on the light side, let's go, of one show on Jack's radio. Okay, so let's get into the Verstappen block pass. So for those listening, if you don't know what I mean, this is Max Verstappen's sort of way of overtaking where he will just come from nowhere dive bomb down the inside of somebody um with no hope of making you know the apex of of the corner and just running his car right to the edge of the track so the person that he's, that he's trying to overtake has nowhere to go they can't turn in because max's car's there and max then you know sort of turns the car around sorts it all out and just you know exits the corner And the bloke behind, who who was in front, had had nowhere to go. I mean, I've been thinking a a, a lot about this. Is it illegal or is it not, do we think?
1: I don't know about the legality, but I have been thinking about this as well. And I do wonder if this kind of manoeuvre has been, let's say had some justification laid behind it many years ago when i believe it was mr Senna who said you know along the lines of you know if you if you if you, if there's a gap and you don't go for it you're no longer a racer yeah i get
0: that so
1: i, I think there's the, there's kind of a precedent of you know i'm going for a gap so that's that that's where his 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 kind of initial justification may lie in well but there's, the a, gap, there's have a gap tried there i'm going for act. it
0: the FIA have tried stamping it out. So and it was actually on yeah, max. But... So Nico Rosberg did, did this move in 2016 in Hockenheim and he got a five second penalty for it. I think yeah,
2: I think that's the problem, right? Is it's is it's
1: it's the inconsistency, it's the isn't it? It's the, yeah,
2: yeah, it's the difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion. Tax evasion is absolutely one hundred percent illegal, you got a job for it. Tax avoidance might not be morally right it might not be within the letter of the law but it is actually okay to do it's legal you're not going to go to jail for you know as long as people can look at you for it Just you know so therefore if you want if you want to close out that moral questionably behavior that morally questionable behavior then you have to make it illegal and then be completely uniform in your application of that law but the problem is the
0: the fear weren't consistent with that because they let Max get away with it most of the time. But in Abu Dhabi on that first corner, they when when Lewis right. then went across the track, they said, "Yeah, but Max ran him out wide." Well, he was only really doing what he's been doing all the rest of the season. So right. I, I don't really care if it's in the rules or not. It's like either you, either you allow it or you stamp it out. But then you allow it all the time, or you don't allow it any of the time. Has it
1: right. beca- has this has this become more prevalent because? Well, I was going to say, is it, is it you know, is it down to the fact that the, the the way the cars have evolved that this this has become a legitimate or a, a seemingly a tactic that's used because you know the cars are so blooming enormous now. Um, well, and, and not that, only that, that's but, true. You know, they've got the turn in, and they you know they they are able to sort of stick it on track a little bit more. I mean, so
0: what I was going to say with, actually that that, that I, I had in, in in my mind is. I've got no problem with them allowing it because actually overtaking in this world you know of F1 is that a premium no we've always, we always complain there's not enough overtaking so if this is a way of overtaking great allow it but say you're going to allow it allow it all the time so all drivers can do it
1: well the other thing I've always I've always had a problem with because I actually quite like it and I know Fernando Alonso had a couple of little nudges this 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 season on, on the I say nudges what I mean is he sort of pushed the boundaries a little bit it's the sort of you know change of direction in the braking zone kind of rule and I just think there's a bit of me that just wants to say well, you can you can you can block and move and weave and do whatever you want personally yeah. it's, it's a non contact motorsport it's, it's not banger racing so, you know, if, as long as you don't touch, that should be, that should really be the the the, the, the 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 sort of line in the sand is you're not touching. You know, whereas I quite liked, you know, back in, you know, when we had a little bit more movement under braking and you had, you know, you know, perhaps Prost and Center or Man, certainly Mansell and PK dodging around and all the rest of it back in the, you know, back in the sort of eighties and early nineties, that was really exciting. And I'd seem to recall, I wasn't quite sure what the movement under braking was trying to solve as a problem. To be honest, because you can't move too much under braking, because you'll knock the moving up, under, the movement arrow the, into the corners. You don't the want moving to do under it a
0: great deal. the moving under braking ended up being called the Max Verstappen rule because when he came into F one, that's what he was doing, and 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 it was dangerous. He was doing very very late moves under braking, and. Was on the verge of causing huge, huge shunts in areas that you know shouldn't be where, the, where you're close to barriers. So it was Max. It, it was the Max Verstappen rule that that, that that came in this moving under breaking that, that that sort of happened. You know, 2016, 17 sort of time. Um, but this block pass, it's, it's just the FIA again, isn't it? It's just either allow it or don't allow it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 I just don't understand. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, the thing uh, is, where do we get to though? That's the thing. If you, if you, if you, you know, if you are going to allow the block pass, does that? Be, I don't know. Does that? Does that breed some exciting racing and become legitimate manoeuvres 100%. and all the rest of it, or do you do? You, got... you, you, you sit there? You know, it doesn't. It becomes less about the skill of the driver, then, doesn't it, to a degree?
0: Well, no, because actually, it's actually quite a skillful move. I mean, Max has to judge that braking. Perfectly to not run off the because if because if he if he if he runs wide at, at that track he would have to get the 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 place back so that isn't an, an illegal move but he judges it to perfection and his car is right on the outside but you know suppose, so often apart from in Brazil you know he is he's right on the edge there is skill in in what he does it's just whether. The FAA have been inconsistent in applying their sort of penalties or judgment on it, and they need to be consistent.
1: They do need to put their foot down with a firm hand.
0: They do, they do, <laughs> and it, it, it's it, it's the same with uh, it's the same with um, you know the, the, the Max block defense as well. Where uh, when he when he's defending, and you know he will he will hang the person on the outside right out, and they have to end up going wide, and therefore they can't overtake because you can't overtake it off the track. Again, it's right on the limit the FIA have been inconsistent in how they've allowed it with some racers or some drivers and other, not other drivers or some conditions. It's just.
1: Do we I, think I, then that we need to have greater penalties for running off the track? So, you know, we've had a lot of tracks over the years, especially the Herman Tilker area where there's massive runoff areas. Cause everybody was, you know, rightly, you know, thinking about safety and all the rest of it. But do we, you know, do we, do we bring back the gravel traps massively? You know, yeah, I think we do. That, that I actually, do. It, it becomes really detrimental for you to run off the track.
0: One hundred percent. And, li-
1: I, I and likewise, thought, right? if you force somebody else off the track into a gravel trap, that's also a uh, you know that that's yeah. not a, a an allowed maneuver. Ie, you can you can run them out wide and run them to the point where they kind of have to make a decision. But if they if they run out into the gravel trap, that's that's you in the shtuk as well. I don't know. Yeah, that could yeah. be. I think
0: so. I think so. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, maybe it's a call for return to uh, well. Overall, perhaps it's a return to things like, you know, not these huge tarmac runoffs where there isn't any penalty for going off the track, um, but also consistent stewarding. Maybe a bank of stewards who are at every race. So all their decisions, you know, not changing the stewards every race because you don't get consistency then. You you just
1: don't. That's true. You don't actually, yeah, the yeah, no, same, same same group of stewards would be a good shout, I think, or certainly a yeah. rotated group of the same stewards that, yeah, yeah. you know, rotate around the world and all the rest of it. That would be a good shout, definitely. I don't know. I do, I do think there's something with the size of the cars as well. You start looking at the size of F1 cars now back from when I started watching it, and it's just, they're huge. Yeah. yeah they are yeah, massive yeah. now. And it just means you've got less space on track and all the rest of it. So I don't know.
0: Okay, so let's go to a quick song, and then we can talk about things like, you know, a possible shake-up in the order. So Adam, going to come to any of yours.
2: Yeah, so i got a couple of, uh, couple of reasons for picking this one. So I've gone with the, uh, the, the new track that just released by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So I went with them for a couple of reasons. First of all, because it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it's a new song by them, and it was really, really good to hear, and it's a great song. Number two, it's Super Bowl week here in the States, and... Um, Super Bowl this year is in LA and the Chili Peppers are obviously a LA-based band. But thirdly, because when I started listening to it, and I hope I haven't ruined it for myself or anybody else, but I don't know whether they've ever spent any time in Bristol, or Somerset for that matter, but if you listen to the first verse, there are definitely some West Country accents to me that are slipping through. Listen to the first voice, particularly the way he pronounces the word I and cry, it is 100% West, uh, West Country, or maybe I've just completely lost the plot, but listen to it. This is Red Hot Chili Peppers and Black Summer. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Light Sight Let's Go F1 show on Jack's Radio, and that was Black Summer by the Red Hot Chili Peppers in collaboration with the Wurzels, I think that was. I'm telling you, <laughs> I tell me
2: I'm going crazy. I I I know Bruno's gonna probably hate me for ruining the song for him. I know he's a big fan, but it's definitely got some West Country undertones.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Without a definitely. shadow. No, it's definitely not the undertones, it's definitely the Wurzels. <laughs> not the undertones.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. Absolutely smashing. <laughs> Okay, so let me whiz through the couple of reasons for a possible shakeup in the order of the teams in twenty twenty-two that could happen. So, first of all, as we know, it's a whole new car to get to grips with. And some teams will get it right, and some teams will get it horribly wrong. As we know, it has happened before. Um, you know, and Perhaps there's gonna be one team who gets it spectacularly correct as well. A bit like Braun back in two thousand and nine. So we yeah. we just don't know what's gonna happen and somebody could have found something that is that nobody else has thought of or you know, or found yet. You just you just never know. Um there's gonna be closer on track racing. So hopefully, you know, we're hoping that th- these cars will promote closer racing. And with closer racing comes more of a chance of Teams taking points off of each other, and you know, mixing things up, and uh, just having, perhaps, the drivers making a slight more of a difference, just in terms of of, of, of their racing and things I, like that. I, so. I do
1: wonder if they because they, obviously they committed to this a couple of years ago, and then we've just had a season where we've had some really quite close racing.
0: Uh, <laughs> so I <okay>. do,
1: <laughs> I'd say one parked on top of the others, quite close.
0: Well. I've seen this a lot on Twitter and perhaps this is a discussion for another show, but I don't think the racing has been that close this season. What we've had is cars that have a close sort of performance wise, but that's all track dependent. So some tracks it- favoured Red Bull, some tracks favoured Merck. But in those actual races, there was only ever really about, you know, one overtaking move. You didn't get necessarily close racing.
1: If that makes sense. I, I do see your point. I was, I was. So it's,
0: it's incredibly exciting. It's been an was, exciting season. It's been it's exciting. Not necessarily the points, the racing.
1: The points have been close, and 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 as I say, one on top of the other, they were quite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Proximity wise, very close. But I do take your point. It has always been frustrating that you hear Hamilton or, or indeed Max or anybody on the radio saying, "Oh, the tires are going off now, and I can't yeah, get close yeah, yeah, because yeah. of all that sort of stuff." So yeah, I think yeah, hopefully yeah, we'll see this. Definitely.
0: Um, I think the budget cap is going to play more of a uh, um, a deal this year, particularly um, under the new cars. So you know, if a team gets it spectacularly bad, they not necessarily can just chuck everything, including the kitchen sink, at it to f- sort of fix their problems because they could, they could be working under a you know under the uh, budget cap. So if mm. Merck or Red Bull, who are quite close to the cap anyway, get it spectacularly wrong. They can't necessarily chuck everything at it. It's
1: also, I'm complete. not really sure of the Venturia effect you get from a kitchen sink, especially this draining board bits. And yeah, something. that's you, true. You not get it. It's not good that's to strap true. a kitchen sink to the car, no.
0: Yeah, that's true. Definitely that's true. not. Um, we spoke about it last week, but obviously the 18-inch tyres. You know, understanding those. You know, drivers understanding the the tyres, how to manage them. Teams understanding the 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 tyres. You know, somebody could
1: could get lead march to on less. Could lead to less. I suppose, you know, we've had a few punches this last few years, haven't we? So uh, less sidewall yeah. could lean to less punches, I guess, potentially. Yeah, possibly. I don't know.
0: Possibly. Um, it could be a time where experienced drivers could adapt quicker, you know, particularly ones who have gone through big reg changes previously. You know, they may know how to get on top of the, the cars a bit easier and then you've got less experienced drivers who may you know, not be used to a, a big change like that. So I think you know, having a good driver team there is, is is probably quite important this year. Yeah,
2: I wonder how much it. it yeah, there's that, but then it, there's all about the drivers that have also perhaps moved teams recently and have had yeah. to have made big adaption, uh, uh big adaptive moves mid-season or or you know, between seasons that perhaps other long-standing teams haven't had to go through. They've had that consistency, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, no, yeah, it 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 certainly could, yeah, play into to, to as you say to to a, a driver who's already had to make you know um, adaptations or whatever, and um, yeah, Daniel Ricardo, kind of yeah, Daniel Ricciardo for
2: instance,
0: yeah, Daniel Ricciardo, yeah, for example, and oh, and also, as you say, to so someone like Daniel Ricciardo who the car that that McLaren hasn't suited him, the new car may suit right. him, so you may yep. get a real driver change around, one hundred percent, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. and I think you know it's going to be sort of all out war it'd be, it'd be a season long development battle as well because you know teams are going to be finding new things in these cars all season long you know so a team that starts off at the back maybe right at the front by the end of the season or teams that start off quick doesn't mean they're going to win the championship because they could fall behind quite quickly you know it's going to be quite a, quite a development battle
2: going on i think there so it, could it be, is uh, and it's yeah,
1: over a long season as well so this is, this is going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah i I, I i love i love all the, the the speculation this time of year when you you're trying to read these reports that these poor guys and girls that's their bread and butter they've got to find something to write about and really nobody has the first idea what's going to happen no, yeah when they, when they get to that, <laughs> when they get to that test it's not a test um it, it, it's just It's just, you know, it's thumbs in the wind. People are just having to to try and concoct stories, concoct controversy or what they might think go wrong and how these people could get it right and how these people could get it wrong. It's just, it's all clickbait. It's just, it's all about trying to clickbait. No one one has a clickbait. Not the first idea.
1: Absolutely it's great because
0: it's I don't great. think many people were, were talking about Braun, you know, in, uh, in 2009 to, to, to go back to them sort of thing.
1: Well, no, the only yeah. thing they were talking about was like Honda pulled out and that was it. Yeah. Literally, Jensen wasn't going to have a drive at all. Him and Rubens there were knackered. Go. So, you there know, all you of go. a sudden, if you'd have put some money there, oh, I think you'll win the championship. You'd have been quids in. There
0: you go. There you go. Right, Rich, we're going to go to one of your songs then. And then we can talk about a few times when teams have got it wrong
1: in the past. Right. Righty ho. Right. Well, uh, I'm going to move from. So I had Rage Against the Machine and um, well, Rage Against the Machine had a bit of a, you know, they had an interesting time of things. Um, In about 2000, they released a cover album called Renegades. And shortly after they released that cover album, they did disband. Uh, and they disbanded uh, because they fell out with basically the vocalist Zach De La Rocha uh, fell out with the rest of the band. So he went off to do some stuff on his own post sort of 2000 uh, and the rest of the grand uh, rest of the band hooked up with uh, a guy called Chris Cornell and they formed supergroup audio slave and did some bit about three albums, I think so. That's how you get from Rage Against the Machine to Chris Cornell. And I think we've played this before, but, um, you know, we always have to mention Mr Wilkins whenever we play something like this. I just personally think it's a great song, uh, but it also happened to be the uh, the theme for Casino Royale. And this is Chris Cornell, and you know my name.
0: Welcome back to the Light Sight Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. And you were just listening to Chris Cornell with... You know my name and everyone knows Lewis Hamilton's name on social media. And there you go. Right. So I said to you guys, I've got a few examples of when teams have got it wrong when it comes to big changes in the sports. So the first one I've got for you. So this is going back to 2014. There were some big changes going on. And this was Red Bull. Red Bull. Yes. Yeah. They just came off the back of four four championship doubles back to back and then suddenly they change we changed to the um the big end uh, engine red changes to the 1.6 uh v6 turbo era and renault and red bull were slow to get off to, to get off the ground really and for the first couple of races they pretty much find themselves almost as back markers really you, i think it was uh, in those days you had malaysia was one of the early early tracks and like um it wasn't it was it? Uh Ricardo and Vettel were pretty much fighting almost back in the midfield really.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was a they
1: bit a... That's, uh, that's true. They did get it wrong, didn't they? Yeah.
0: Yeah, dose of reality were there for sure. It really was. It really was. And um they eventually won three races that season. Um uh, so they developed the car. I mean, Red Bull are always quite good at that. They 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 haven't always been straight off the bat good with, with, with reg changes, but they do develop it quite quickly. And, you know, Adrian knew he can get a good handle on it as, as the season he, goes through. He gets,
1: a, gets a handle game on game it quickly. Adrian's cool. a bit old school, I believe he still sits there with a draftsman's drawing board and it's all in his head and it comes out on the paper. It's proper yeah, old school yeah, yeah. the way he draws, you know, draws his designs as opposed to, you know, using loads of CAD stuff and, and, and all that sort of stuff, he, you yeah, know? So, definitely. so he probably needs to see the car in action, watch it, watch it at a test day and then take the development from there. So, yeah. Their development will be quick.
0: Yeah, definitely. Next example is 2009, and we are talking McLaren. So you went from Lewis Hamilton winning the Drivers' Championship in 2008 to having an utter dog of a car in 2009. They could, they could, barely,
2: they could barely get it into Q3, could they?
0: There were times when they were three seconds off the pace. Oof. Unbelievable. I mean, Lewis Hamilton managed to win a race that year towards the end. He managed to win a race. But uh, you had uh, Kovalainen in in, in the other car, wasn't it? But Yeah, yeah, that car was utterly appalling. It was one of the worst cars McLaren had uh, brought to a track, I think, really.
1: It wasn't good. Yeah, 2009 for McLaren was very poor indeed. They got it
0: epically wrong. (laughs) They did. Uh, The next one, we had Ferrari in 2005 so again this it, 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 is this an omen for for Mercedes but Ferrari came off the back of five championships in a row um and then we moved to a period in f one where we didn't have any pit stops um and that really backfooted um Ferrari and they just couldn't get to grips with you know the the bridgestone towers they were on and having them last you know the whole. The whole uh, race and the the Michelin um, shod cars performed a lot better. I mean Schumacher, Schumacher did get a win that year, but that was at the um USA race when all the Michelin cars pulled out. There, was only, yes. like,
2: there was only like six cars in the race, wasn't there? That's
1: yeah,
0: great. there was. Yeah, yeah, there was. So he he managed well to win that race, but yeah, again, that was a that was a team getting it after huge success getting it epically wrong. Um. And the next one, well, we're going back to 1994, Williams. So again,
2: suspension. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So come off the back of, you know, the great cars that we had with Mansell in 92 and Prost Williams in 93. And then you had all these electrical gizmos just being stripped away from the car. And they were all at sea Williams really to, to it, certainly the first half of that that season you know it was almost undrivable you had senna in the car and senna couldn't even drive that car for the first you know four races and tragically you know what happened to him after that but um yeah they got it epically wrong so it does happen you know the these these rule changes it does happen so we will see there will be one team that gets it wrong this year i think and it'd be interesting to see how they catch up
1: I hope I I do dearly hope for is sake it isn't Mercedes. Yes,
0: yeah, so do I. So do I. But I think perhaps that that's also why he was waiting with his silence to see if if he thinks that they've got a car that can challenge for the championship or not. But anyway, so talking of Lewis Hamilton, so we're going to go to the next song, and this is by a band called the Bloody Beetroots, and this is the title of their song. is probably something that Max and the Red Bull guys will be hearing in their head. And the name of the song is My Name is Thunder. My Name is Thunder by the Bloody Beetroots and Jet. And this is a light sight. Let's go. F1 show on Jack's radio. What do you make of that, boys? That's a great track, isn't
1: it? Quality tune. I like it. I I've never and heard of the band. Never heard absolute of the band
0: quality. Before. And Adam has made your heart rate skyrocket by the... By the, apparently, by the, by the yeah, apparently
2: like. so. Now, like I said, if I suddenly disappear off the mic, then somebody call my wife. Yeah, <laughs> <Will> do. We'll <laughs> do. Right,
0: OK. So, boys, that brings us to the end of our show. So... Everyone at home, thanks for listening. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter, which is at lights underscore F1. And if you can follow us, it helps us get our contact out and stuff like that. You can find our um, playlist on Spotify, which is L-O-L-G-F-1, Jack's playlist. And I will tweet out the link as well, because I think there might be a problem trying to search for it. Um, and you can listen to any of our old shows on the, on the listen again function on jacksradio.com. So with all the car reveals coming in, so F1 2022 is now Go, Go, Go. So playing us out tonight is a band called Public Service Broadcasting. Um, and it's a song from their excellent album called The Race for Space. And this song is simply called Go. So boys, do you want to say Goodbye.
1: Well, say ta-ta and look forward to talking about some car reveals next week, hopefully. And, uh, and yes, let's, let's go, go, go.
0: Go for it. Enjoy. See you next week. And it just remains for me to say goodbye and drive safely. <laughs>